five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. You're not going to make any excuses for him, are you? No. Great. Then why don't you have a seat? This young man carjacked your car. Yes, he did. And he hurt you when he did it? Yes. And then he crashed the car? Yes. He was caught? Yes. Indicted? Convicted? Yes. I assume you took a plea, is that right? Yes. And placed on five years probation. You want him to compensate you for the damage to your car? That's correct. Minimally. That's all you're suing for, just the damage to your car. I'm listening. Well, Your Honor, what happened was I was coming from my girlfriend's house, and coming from my house, I got a little cold on the walk home. So I headed down one of the blocks, and I saw her come out of her vehicle, and I walked up to her, pushed her onto the grass, took her car, and I drove off. Up 89th and um, Jeffrey. Then that's where the police seen me. They started chasing me. Then when I got to South Chicago, even more police cars came. And that's when the chase began. And, and? When I got to the police barrier, they caught me. And? They took me out of the car and arrested me. Did you crash the car? Yes. You left that out. Who's supposed to pay for that? I guess I am, but since it wasn't my car, if it was your car, we wouldn't be here. Right. So who's supposed to pay for her damaged car? Whose fault is it? Well, it's my fault for crashing her car, but I shouldn't have to pay for it. Why? Because I was, I was the driver and I wouldn't have crashed if the police were getting away. So it's the police's fault? Yes. It's the police's fault for chasing you? Yes. Look at your father. Look at your father. You think it's the police's fault? No. Good. How old are you? 16. How tall are you? 6'1". How much do you weigh? 172. How tall do you think she is? 5'5". Five, five. How much do you think she weighs? Probably 130. Think she fell down hard when you pushed her? I pushed her in the grass. Think she fell down hard on the grass? I wasn't trying to hurt her. I was just trying to get the keys because I didn't get home. Did you ask for the keys? No. What do you do with your time, Mr. Floyd? I work with my father during carpentry. Perfect. Father's a carpenter? Yes. How many days a week does your father work? Seven days a week. Works hard? Yes. How many days do you work with him? Probably three days out of the week. Why? Because I have a personal life. You have a personal life? Yes. Your personal life is going to get less. Oh. You have a personal life? Yes. What kind of personal life do you have, Mr. Floyd? I have friends and a girlfriend. You have bums. You have bums. 
because if your personal life involves hanging around with people who don't have jobs, then they're bums. Do you go to school? Yes. How many days a week do you go to school? Every day. You pass everything in school? No. Your friends who were part of your personal life, do they pass everything in school? I don't know. I'm not them. Is this the first time you were arrested? And convicted. That's not what... That was, uh, that was George Floyd. That was George Floyd. Did you catch that? And Judge Judy. Nonetheless, wow. Not such a smooth criminal, was he? Of course, smooth criminal, that was the uh, video that we started today's show with from the legendary alien ant farm out of uh, Riverside, California. That might be one of the best rock videos I've ever seen. I mean, that, that video is incredible. First of all, the lighting and the coloring totally captures like a Riverside summer day. Around that time, that was like 1999, 2000. The sun was different. But you got that hard yellow sun coming down on the streets of Riverside, and you saw the you know the white homes with the with the security bars on the window. And Riverside is kind of a rough place. It's the home of uh, it's where McDonald's started. It's also where the Hell's Angels started. So Riverside's got a bit of an edgy vibe to it. If you've ever been through Riverside, very uh. It's very diverse. It's a diverse place. But the, the video is hilarious. And the song, that's a Michael Jackson cover. If you weren't familiar with it, that's Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson. Maybe one of the best covers ever. I mean, they take that thing and they just completely deconstruct it and funk it up and throw the new metal fuzz in there. And there's a lot of humor in the video. You got the, you got the guy the lead singer sitting in the hand, the chimpanzee with the diaper. You've got the, you know, the punky motorcycle guys doing the thriller shit. You know, there are all kinds of Michael Jackson references in that video. And um, the song actually, it kicks ass. That song rocks. Um, yeah. It's a great alien ant farm out of Riverside, California. We got a bit of an ant theme going on here. Today, as you can see in the background, welcome to the podcast, by the way, if you're listening. I apologize for not getting the last two days of podcasts. I've been having some issues with my computer. Oh. There was a time when technology was easier. Let me tell you, converting a .mov to an MP4 was not fucking rocket science. And now they've got, they, this is what they've done. I used to be able to do this. I know I was able to do this. Like this is the Mandela effect world. I know I was able to do this on my computer. Go, oh yeah, MP4, that's what I want. It's not there anymore. That option isn't there. So you either have to get the, uh, the cone with a VLP or VLC or VCN or whatever it's called. And then try to convert it through that, or you have to go to an online converter. 
in which case they will only take small files and convert them unless you pay for their service, obviously. And, or you have to get um, a video editing program that has the conversion in it, which I do not have. Anyway, I've been struggling with trying to convert a show, the show from two days ago. It's taken me two days to try to uh, basically put it in uh, iMovie, edit it, put it together, and then convert it to an MP4 so I could replace the show from two days ago, which I liked the show. I didn't like how choppy it was with, you know, the woman screaming her head off. Like I wanted to streamline it. So I have a streamlined copy. I've tried to upload it twice to uh, BoxCast and it hasn't, hasn't worked. Anyway, enough complaining. I will endeavor to get all three shows up today, including this one right after the show. And speaking of the show, welcome to it. How was everybody today? Big changes, big things. How about that George Floyd, by the way? Not such a smooth criminal, was he? Career criminal. See the color of the woman's uh, blouse that she was wearing purple. Was that was that foreshadowing? The purple revolution was that the uh, the realm synchromystically revealing itself to us. Very interesting. You see some of the some pretty interesting people on Judge Judy. Johnny Rotten was on Judge Judy one time. It was bizarre. It was totally bizarre. I'm like, what the fuck is Johnny Rotten? Of course, he was John Lydon at that point. And he was uh, doing Public Image Limited, which I think ultimately was his bread and butter. I'm not sure he made that much money off the Sex Pistols. He married a he married a rich German woman though. That's how that's how he uh, managed to uh, thrive. I think she's got Alzheimer's or she passed away or something. Anyway, we're going down memory lane. We had a lot to talk about today, and um, let's get right into it after the videos, of course. First things first, what do we want to talk about? We want to talk about true hemp science. And uh, the gummy was perfect last night, I have to say. Did what it was supposed to do. However, this guy right here, yeah, you, decided to get up at about 2.30 in the morning and cry your ass off for food. Now, normally I can sleep through something like that. But he decided to knock my coffee cup off the countertop, didn't you? I heard a shatter crash at about 2.30 in the morning. I was not happy about that. No, I wasn't. No, I was not happy. Well, you got you got fed this morning. The gummies did their trick. Maybe I should be giving him gummies. You want some gummies? I'm going to give you some of Chris's CBD for pets. We have some, I think, somewhere. I'm going to dose you up at night so you can rest peacefully. You've been stressed out lately. He has been stressed out. I think the whole Rosie ordeal has been 
a bit tricky for him. A little tricky, right? I think it's a little tricky. How did my sidebar get to be half my website? It shouldn't be that way. I'm not sure why that is. I'm going to have to check on that. Anyway, if you're interested in getting aforementioned gummies or any other high-quality CBD product, you can go to uh, True Hemp Science's website, truehempscience.com backslash ref backslash 23. And then you throw down 100 bucks, you'll get uh, $20 worth of product or more, depending on how much you spend. Some people tend to spend a lot. Um, enter 15 mins, 1-5-M-I-N-S, and uh, that'll give you uh, the access to the, to the goodies. I think uh, Chris is going to be at the meetup this weekend. That's uh, this Saturday at 2 p.m. in the Hill Country. I got to go check and see who's um, made their RSVPs here. So I'll get out to you guys today and uh, anybody that needs directions, I'll shoot them out to you. Uh, the good doctor has been busy preparing some goodies here. I'll tell you, I'll tell you how dedicated she is to the cause. She doesn't like peaches. She does not like the fuzzy peach and peaches are very big out here. They're a big part of Hill Country life. So we're trying to do a little Hill Country thing, a little Tex-Mex, a little barbecue. And for dessert, what are we going to have, Jasper? Some peach cobbler. So if you like peach cobbler, you've come to the right place. Okay, let me just give you a, a visual here for True Hemp Science. It's right there. Yeah, all of a sudden my, my sidebar is like, quarter my site. It's a little bit much. Might have to do something like this. I might have to make that smaller. But that's where you pay. If you want to uh, jump in here and join me and Emily and Chris, who's a very interesting guy himself, the good doctor and Red Cat, Jasper the Astro Cat, Jasper, the, uh, the cup destroyer, the mug destroyer. What was that about? I'm never going to leave another mug on the counter for you. It's not the only thing he did. I was making some tacos last night. And I just fed him. He's running over trying to eat the butter. What was that about? And then you're supposed to then you were eating the meat. No, it was sour cream. You were, gonna, you were eating the sour cream and I wasn't looking. And I just fed you. All right, let's get into chat. Let's see what's going on with you guys. We've got a lot to talk about today. And I, I promise that I won't meander too much. I saw Michael Pafford in real early today. What's going on, Michael? Uh, speaking of Michael, we got Michael's back-to-back. -back. There's DJMC, JMP Love. I love your Neptune analogy with the sea and the shore. You know what that is? That's actually the sky. How trippy is that? That is the sky. I put I I pulled that picture off of Twitter. And it's actually an optical illusion. Isn't that interesting? But uh, you could use Neptune for the sky, right? 
Look at your nails. Man, you're going to do some damage to somebody like me. Okay. Who else we got? Beth Berry. What's going on, Double B? Uh, Scrubbies, Tamara. What's going on, Tamara? Double K, Catherine Kramer. Showing up, getting present. Uh, Prince Spaghetti Day. I like that. Uh, there's Ryan. Morning, Ryan. Miss Nakia. Who else do we have? Um, Hucklebuck411. What's going on, HB? Morning to you. There's Kelly B. Hi, Kelly B. Let's see. Who else do we have? It's going to take an early meeting today. All right. The show will be here for you when you're done. Uh, using music from my era. Ah, we got, we hit one. We hit a target. Over the target with Kelly B today. How about that? Let's see. Uh, who else do we have? DJ, what's going on, Thomas? Uh, it was a great era. I hear a Michael Jackson vamp in the background. Absolutely. Let's see who else we have. Um, Janelle. Hey, Janelle, what's going on? We got some locals, I think, coming in here. Battle Garden Beasts. Yes. Let's see. Moving is rough. Moving is difficult, especially as you get older. 69 TM. Sounds like a basic misunderstanding. Arlene Vega. Good morning, Arlene. Welcome to the show that never ends. Janelle's in North Carolina. Uh, let's see. Yep. George Floyd. What's going on, Tondart? Morning, Steve. Glad you're here today. Seriously, that was George Floyd. That was George Floyd. He was not a smooth criminal, was he? How about those answers? I didn't do nothing. Uh, never saw that before or alien and far. And hey, Tom, it's a good morning for you. Smooth operator, not. That's St. George, don't you know? Yeah. How do I find these videos? You see, that's why you pay me the big bucks. That's why you subscribe $5, $10, a month to uh, have access to the high strange that I spend a lot of time looking for, by the way. A lot of time looking for it, don't I, Jasper? Uh, let's see. Tamara's off the vibrational platform. Those are pretty good. That was huge. That, that smooth criminal was a big, big. I love that video. I love the kid with the fucking mask. He's wearing a mask. Of course, Michael wore a mask, didn't he? Yes, he did. Let's see. Who else do we have? Laughing is very healthy. Hey, Dave, what's going on? It is VLC. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Maurice, what's going on? Maurice 100. If you have an OK GPU, then get the free format factory. It's as quick as your machine is. All right, I'll look into that. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. The gummies are addictive. Yeah, you got to you got to use them consciously. Uh, let's see who else do we have here. 
Jasper needs a friend. I know you need a you need a, a kind of a therapy pet, don't you? What kind of a therapy pet can we get you? How about a therapy cockroach? Would you like a therapy cockroach? Every cat needs a therapy cockroach. That's just to remind you how good your life is. That cockroach, not a great life. Not a great life. How about a therapy possum? We got possums outside. Maybe I can adopt a baby possum. Can be your little pal. What do you think? They're kind of cute, those little baby possums. They're not so cute when they get older, though. Or how about a therapy armadillo? We have those. We do. We got armadillos here. Will there be barbecues at the Scorpions meetup? Only if we decide to barbecue them. Like uh, Angelina Jolie. Did you guys see that video? Fuck. I mean, the grooming is insane. It's totally insane. She's stir-frying scorpions with red and green pepper, I think some onion, and oh boy, doesn't it taste fucking good? Doesn't that taste really good? South Node Scorpio. Arlene says, I, I love Nashville. I live in Texas since 2003, but I lived in North Carolina for 14 years. Fayetteville, that's where my son is going to go to college. Um, I'm from Fayetteville, but the one in Tennessee. Uh, I love North Carolina. Cappy Carey's here. What's going on? Alexis J. Hey, Alexis J. Welcome. From OBXNC. All right. I think we're all present and accounted for, except I don't see any Fran today. There's no Fran here. Uh, it's a good thing they're cute. Jasper does need a friend. You do need a friend, don't you, Jasper? You do. You're so stressed out. You're so. We got to get you a little therapy pet. A little therapy pet. How about a? How about a chinchilla? Would you like a therapy chinchilla? Huh? Therapy gerbil. Okay, let's uh, let's get into today's show. So yesterday I talked about some unusual happenings in the Supreme Court. And today could be a landmark decision. Something weird, very strange is going on. I think it has to do with the fact that we're decoupled from um, the Fed. I think Trump, I'm convinced that Trump, Trump did that. And... Um, you know, even things like, for instance, they just they just passed this new gun law bill. I would not be surprised if somebody challenges it and it goes to the Supreme Court. Yes, you agree with me, don't you? No, you can't get up there. That's not meant for you. That place is meant for you. So today there is a big decision that is looming. And we're going to get into the ramifications of this decision. And I think after this, they may be done for now. Bring this up here. Supreme Court's next major ruling could severely limit the power of the EPA. 
So let's let's uh, let's break this down. I'm going to read you the story, and then we're going to talk about the ramifications of the story. The shock waves. This is from, by the way, if you're just listening to the podcast, this is from Fortune.com. The shock waves from the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade last Friday are spreading across the country but at least one more major opinion is still looming. And while it may not affect personal liberties as much as earlier rulings this term, it still could have a dramatic impact on people's lives. West Virginia versus the Environmental Protection Agency has the potential to sharply curtail the power of the EPA. The case is an unusual one for the court. Instead of looking at a rule that has already been established, this one will set a precedent for future elections. I'm sorry, it's future actions, specifically those tied to the EPA's authority to regulate power plant emissions. Should the court rule against the EPA, that could hamper the Biden's administration's plans to combat climate change as regulating authority could shift to Congress. A survey by Think Tank Data for Progress found 60% of the voters believe the EPA should be allowed to regulate air pollution. But this court has not paid a lot of attention to popular opinion this term. Now, there's a difference between air pollution and manipulating the existing laws and regulations to bring in climate change uh, restrictions, technologies, et cetera. The case started last year when a federal court ruling left open the possibility that policies putting caps on greenhouse gas emissions from power plants could be allowed. So it's a federal court that's not the Supreme Court. While there have been no moves to do that, a collection of Republican attorneys Attorney General, attorneys general should be attorney general, attorney generals, not attorneys general, attorney generals, and coal companies banded together to appeal the ruling. The White House argues the Clean Air Act gives the EPA broad powers. That act, though written long before climate change was identified as, as a threat. Some court watchers therefore suspect the justices will rule the agency is overstepping its power and rule against EPA. The big question is how drastically those powers might be curtailed. The Biden administration has been uh, expected to unveil power plant regulation rules this summer so they can freeze your ass out during the winter. A part of the president's goal for the entire US power grid to run on clean energy by 2035, which is fucking nuts. This ruling could delay those, however, especially decision-making authority is shifted to Congress. That could happen. In lifting the eviction moratorium enacted by the Centers for Disease Control Prevention last year, the court wrote, we expect Congress to speak clearly when authorizing an agency to exercise powers of vast economic and political significance. Should the court rule against the EPA, it wouldn't be the first time justices have said the agency is overstepping its authority on the issue of greenhouse gases. 
2014, the court ruled the EPA had overstepped its authority by rewriting the emissions threshold for the Clean Air Act, but at the same time said the agency would still be allowed to regulate most stationary sources of greenhouse gases, including ironically power plants. Well, that was then, this is now. Now there's no guarantee that they're going to do this. Most Americans disagree, disagree with Supreme Court's road decision. I'm not sure that's true, by the way. New EPA rule limits HFCs using refrigerators and air conditioners. So basically what they want to do is they want to completely um, tear down the existing infrastructure and build back better. And they want to use all available money to do that which means your home, your property, everything becomes collateral for building back better. Don't worry, take one for the team, it'll be good. It's for the greater good, right Jasper? You know all about the greater good. The greater good being you. I know you're a mess. So this is interesting. What happens if they do rule against the EPA? And what happens if they um, specifically enumerate and limit what the EPA can do? It's going to get very interesting. Because if that happens, it's going to set them back with their 2035 timeline. Now, they may try to find a way to uh, work around it. You know, it's like, Gretchen, Gretchen Whitler. We'll find a way. We'll get rid of that existing law in our books. Yeah, good luck. Good luck, because you've accrued so much political capital over the last uh, three years. So let's say the EPA is limited. Well, that means that uh, coal plants in West Virginia and the coal industry altogether is probably going to breathe a temporary sigh of relief for a while, knowing that these, you know, globalists, the, the World Economic uh, Forum plebes will have to slow their blitzkrieg to a uh, solemn march. But there's more to it than that. This is, this, is, this is another Pandora's box ruling. So let's say the language is clear, the language is specific, and the language is limiting. That's a big blow against the federal government and their agencies. At what point do other states look at the ruling and use it as precedent? FDA, they don't like the FDA's controls over you know, their, their state agricultural or uh, I guess you throw, you know, ranching in there. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not go after like the FDA or the Department of Agriculture, what, whoever they are, right? So this is the, a big shot across the bow with limiting federal power. And we've seen it already. There, there have been three landmark cases 
all within the last 14 days that the court has ruled on. Roe v. Wade, of course, being at the top of the hip parade. There's a couple others. We know that they ruled in favor of the people of New York so that they can have an easier time with concealed carry. It was like, no, this is egregious. You're basically infringing on the Second Amendment, and that's what they were doing. So they ruled on it. Eric Adams told him to go pound sand. Okay. We'll see what happens because somebody will have a concealed carry and they'll use it. And then they'll wind up being tried by the state of New York, by the city of New York, maybe the state. And um, there's precedent here. And that's what Eric Adams doesn't want. He doesn't want precedent. By the way, I was having an interesting conversation yesterday about um, with some texts about you know who could be the next president of the United States. And I guess Jeff Rents did a thing on Michelle Obama, Mike Obama. I don't think Mike Obama will be president of the United States for various reasons. I think I think the dick meme is too big, pun not intended. Um, like. If she runs for president, he, she, they run for president. You don't, you don't think all the dick memes will be everywhere. They'll be everywhere. She goes out in a campaign trail, you know, they'll demand, you know, proof of life. Come on. You got to show us the goods. Drop trial, Mike. You think she wants to live through that or he, whoever they want to live through that on a campaign trail. I don't think so. She's also, Michelle's also been disbarred. I think that would render some scrutiny. I think that they are trying to line Eric Adams up to be president. Um, You had two former New York city mayors run for president. So it's not, Uncommon. Rudy Giuliani ran for president. Warren Wilhelm ran for president. Now, would Eric Adams try to become governor first? I don't know. Would that be a better launch? But they got plans for Eric Adams. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this uh, this gun law. Okay, let's go back to Supreme Court. So we have Roe v. Wade back to the states. States' rights. Supreme Court chimes in on a Second Amendment issue. And then they, there is this case, this guy, I think his name is John Kennedy. And he's a, a high school football coach in, in Washington State. And he was a coach for the Bremerton High School football team. And he started a tradition after the game by praying uh, at midfield. And then players joined him. Opposing teams, players joined them. Opposing teams, coaches joined them. It became a thing. I don't care if people pray. You know, if they if they want to pray to Satan, you know, go pray to Satan. I, I don't really advocate it, but you know, if you want to pray, want to pray to God, go pray to God. Now he was fired by the high school 
fought this case for seven years. That meant for seven years he could not coach football. Supreme Court reinstated that. that They ruled. His case went to the Supreme Court. They ruled that um, what he was doing did not violate the ethics between church and state. And I think it had to do with the fact that it was on a, a football field, not in the class. It was, it was similar to somebody wearing a cross. That's what it was. That if you were a cross or you were a star David or you were, were a, a crescent moon, right? You, you cannot be um, penalized for that. They can't fire you for that. And so what the Supreme Court ruled was that by him doing that, that was just almost the same as wearing a cross. Guess what that is? That's a First Amendment right. That's the freedom of expression. So they've ruled on the freedom of expression. They've ruled on the Second Amendment. And then they did a flip and set something back to the states. And now they've got this coming. Now, they may rule in favor of the EPA. That's quite possible. If they don't, and if they rule in favor of West Virginia, this poses some serious issues. Because now what we're seeing is we're starting to see some roadblocks here from this uh, breakneck, light speed, blitzkrieg by the World Economic Forum and Build Back Better and the green economy and all this stupid bullshit. So this is an interesting day. And we still have the new moon in Cancer, which is all about nurturing, supporting, loving, right? And, you know, what, you know, I think Cole's probably like a second house, uh, and, you know, entity comes out of the earth. But Cole's one of those things that can also be really transmutational and provide energy burn, become a gas. It's an, Cole's an interesting um, little piece of carbon. So there's that. That's going on. There's a lot There's a lot more going on. They're still trying to uh, make Trump a not-so-smooth criminal. Now the, now, so now the word is that he tried to grab the steering wheel. Okay, this is problematic. Not because Trump tried to grab the steering wheel. I think it's a metaphor. That's a metaphor. I think Trump tried to grab the steering wheel of the presidency. Do I think he actually tried to grab a steering wheel in the car? You have all these secret service people willing to perjure themselves. I don't think Trump would do that. You, Jasper? Orange cat, bad. Orange cat, bad. He's so funny. Yeah, you are. Um, Cassidy Hutchinson, who I guess is ratting on Trump. See, this is a problem. Courts don't normally allow hearsay as evidence. They don't normally allow hearsay as evidence. Because it's problematic. It's a he said, she said. And this is a kangaroo court. It's It's a show trial. And they're going to do everything in their power to convict Trump of trying to uh, be be seditious here. And this is fairly serious. 
And I know it's a joke. It's kind of a joke trial. In my estimation, it is. Because they're, they're, they're not, like, where is, uh, where is Stuart Oaks? Or Stuart Rhodes? Where is Stuart Rhodes? I don't see him. Do they have Stuart Rhodes up there? No, they don't. You know, they brought him in. They made a big deal out of it, and then they let him go. Stuart Rhodes is fucking intel. And Stuart Rhodes was behind getting people fired up. He's a honey trapper. But he's not there. You know who else isn't there? This guy, Mark Stinger, the guy who was the sergeant at arms. How fucking weird is that? I'm bringing it up here. If you're not paying attention at home, this guy was, was supposed to testify. And then a day before his testimony, he's dead. Michael Stanger, the man in charge of protecting the Senate during the Capitol riot, has died just a day before the committee investigating the attack was set to reveal new evidence in a surprise session. According to wapomudanwura.com, whatever the fuck that is, Michael Stanger was the sergeant of arms, uh, sergeant at arms of the Senate on the day of the attempted insurrection. Stanger, who previously served in the United States Marine Corps, spent 35 years in the Secret Service, resigned amid criticism. He had failed to react effectively to the building being overrun. His sudden death on Monday came the same day an unexpected additional hearing of the committee investigating the riot was announced. The reason Michael Stenger died is not yet known or not known yet. On the infamous Capitol Reut, it's called Riot, not Reut, day, Michael Stenger was the Senate Sergeant of Senate Security Sergeant, bad. This is a bad website. Um, Fox News and many of the reliable sources all said that he died too soon. Even so, the internet is full of different theories about what happened after he left. This theory says that Stanger was shot and killed as he was crossing the street to get to his apartment. The shooting may have been caught on a CCTV camera. This theory has been proven yet, though. Because he was involved in the January 6th Capitol riot, the rumor may have started with him. He died just one day before new evidence was shown at the committee hearing on January 6th. Who is he? He was born in New Jersey, attended Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, Do you know who else attended Fairleigh Dickinson? The great high jumper, Franklin Jacobs. In the state, graduated with a BA in arts. He lived in Falls Church, Virginia with his wife, Janet. So there's a good chance he could be a spook. The pair are believed to have two adult children. Stanger rose to be a captain in the Marines before joining the Secret Service. He worked on protective details before taking leadership roles, first as an assistant director for the Office of Investigations and then in the Office of Protective Research. By the time he left the Secret Service, he had risen to be third in command, Rural Call reported. In 2011, he first took a job at the Senate serving as assistant Sergeant at Arms for Protective Services and Continuity. Uh, This is the one right here. 
This is Cassidy Hutchinson, the former aide to White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows. So she's the one that said that Trump aggressively, forcefully tried to take the wheel. 25 made several shocking revelations about Trump and Meadows and nationally televised testimony for a House committee investigating January 6, 2021 insurrection. An obscure aide, prior to Tuesday's hearing, Hutchinson showed detailed knowledge of the inner workings of the Trump White House, including the critical days that Trump and his advisors plotted to reverse President Joe Biden's election victory. Let's be clear, Joe Biden didn't win the fucking election. Okay? They didn't, he did not win the election. We stayed up. I stayed up through most of the night. We had a live stream that night. And um, Trump was winning comfortably until about midnight central time. And then things started to get weird. We were watching Steve Bannon in the war room. And I remember all of a sudden these polling places were being shut down. You know, you had the whole thing, I think it was in Georgia with the flooding. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? I went to bed feeling very uneasy. And and it's not because, again, I was banging my Trump drum for Trump. Or, I just didn't want Biden to win because I knew what was going to happen. You knew too, didn't you? Yeah, I know. You voted for the orange guy. I know. Or you would have if you could have. All right, let's get back to this. Who is she? Cassidy Hutchinson, former aide to White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, who is based in the Washington, D.C., Baltimore area. She's currently in the news because of her session of testifying live with the, pen, uh, the penal panel. What a terrible website. Fuck. She's currently news that's my panel over the discussion of things that took place inside the White House during the 6th January Capitol attack, decision to overturn the presidential election results. She's born birth date, 1980 to 1990. That's pretty wide, 30 to 40 years. She went to Christopher Newport University, wherever that is. Um, she studied American studies, political science, the school is a public university in Virginia. She follows St. Andrew's Episcopal School in Austin, so she must be from Austin. She was an intern at the White House under then-President Donald Trump and was a college student in 2018. Hutchinson was interviewed for a student newspaper in an article published October 18, 2018. She was a college senior at the time of the interview. Hutchinson was recognized in her student newspaper for her White House internships. Okay. Anything else? No, I guess that's it. She's a Mark Meadows aide. So she's a really low-level aide. And Mark Meadows was one of those guys that when you, when you look at the people that were trying to get a hold of Trump, after the election to try to, you know, talk to him. Meadows was one of his gatekeepers. He wouldn't let people get close to Trump. So she's an aide of the guy that wouldn't let people get close to Trump. 
She sounds like she might even be a bit of a plant. But this is really, I mean, you cannot base a decision on hearsay because that's all it is. It's just hearsay. Is there any video? Now, you've got some Secret Service guys who are corroborating the fact that uh, Trump may have been assertive or aggressive. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. But, the, you know, we started this show off today with George Floyd. And I know it's kind of funny and weird and surreal. But look at the damage that was done during that time. Huge amount of damage. Damage to property. Damage to people's livelihoods. Damage to people's lives. Damage to the country. The psyche of the country. And nobody has really questioned that moment at all. There's no hearing on what happened during the, you know, the George Floyd riots, the summer of Floyd. It was horrible. You know, they tore down statues. I mean, these were beloved statues. You may not agree with all the statues. They tore them down. And now they've got a statue of a, black power fist with a Afro pick down in New Orleans. Like that's the replacement art. My God, that's horrible. I mean, why don't you have a statue of somebody like Alan Toussaint or professor long hair? I mean, if you're going to have a statue in New Orleans like that, like there are cultural icons that you could pull from if you wanted to, you could do the whole fucking Neville brothers if you wanted to. I think there's five of them. That's five statues. Would they be worthy of consideration? But no, they have to put a statue of an Afro fist and a pick. Have you guys seen that? Let me give you a visual. I mean, it might be one of the ugliest statues I've ever seen. I can't believe this. People are just fucking hypnotized. Here we go. Look at this. Black Power Afro Pick sculpture is about as good as public art gets. These look like jail bars. Doug McCash. Well, Doug, you're you're getting paid. You're cashing out for uh, this article. The towering piece titled All Power to the People recalls a half century of black civil rights movement from so-called radicals defiantly raising their fists in the 1960s to Black Lives Matter activists marching in the streets in recent years. 
and it does so with a whisper of wit, a nod to nostalgia, and an evocation of peace. Artist Hank Willis Thomas, the Brooklyn, New York-based artist who designed All Power to the People, was born in 1976. In a recorded statement, he said his grandmother was a hairstylist who jammed a pick through his hair to inflate it to the proper proportions. The pick had a black power fist on top. As a kid, Thomas said, I just thought about how you comb your hair. As he came of age, he recognized that pick was an icon of African-American culture and history. The image of grandma's pick is stuck in his head. New Orleans... Mayor Latoya Cantrell calls temp temporary addition, I guess it's temporary, to the city streetscape breathtaking. Well, that's one way of describing it. As an aspiring young artist, Thomas said he encountered, of all things, a four-story tall clothespin in downtown Philadelphia. The absurd sculpture was by world-famous 1960s pop artist Clay Zoldenberg, created monuments devoted to the most ordinary stuff like typewriters, typewriter erasers, shuttlecocks, and clothespins. Oldenburg's oversized clothespin stuck in Thomas's head too. So he was inspired by a white colonialist. A few years back, Thomas blended the pick and the clothespin concepts to a nine-foot preliminary version of all power to all people but it had to be bigger. It has a different reverence when you have to look up to it or be in the shadow of it, he said. The towering all-powered all-people artwork is part of a traveling exhibit of outdoor sculptures called the Monumental Tour, which has had previous stops in Philadelphia, Chicago, Oakland, and even the Burning Man Art Fest in Black Rock, Nevada. The arrival of all power to all people in New Orleans was meant to help celebrate the Juneteenth holiday. All right, so it's a temporary monument of inspiration. Monumental tour, Marsha Reed said she's the one who chose the location of the big Afro pick. She said that Lafayette Square was perfect because there was no piece, no fence around it. So people had unfettered access. Plus, the park is frequented by locals instead of tourists. It's in the center of city politics with the modern city hall and federal courts not far away. All that makes sense, doesn't it? Neither city hall nor Reed would disclose the cost of the monumental tour project. In our terms, the dialogue is a beautiful thing. So it's not just the pick, it's the dialogue that's beautiful. This is beautiful. It's so inspiring. And that means all power to the people is a beautiful thing, too. On the one hand, it's a smile evoking selfie op based on a ridiculously large comb that was popular with the past generation. In a way, it's comforting. On the other hand, it's a spark plug of social issues that's not supposed to make us comfortable at all. As Picasso supposedly put it, good art on a bristle with razor blades. Well, Picasso was a fucking sadist, okay? He was a cruel man. But that's okay. Art is supposed to be cruel. Look, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And I'm sure this guy, Doug McCash, thinks that the uh, Afro pick 
is a beautiful thing. He claims it's inspiring. I think it's trite. Maybe a little ironic, like a little ha-ha ironic. She's tearing down all these statues. New Orleans was like ground zero for a lot of this stuff. I used to, um, I used to listen to this uh, podcast, YouTube video stream. It was around like 2016, 2017. It was these guys from New Orleans called uh, battlenola.com. They had a website, they had a YouTube channel. I love these dudes. They were great. They were just regular guys. And they had a, a show on local AM radio. I think they rented airtime. And then they would convert their show into a YouTube stream. And they had a lot of different guests on there. I thought they were great. And one of the things that they would do is they would go down to the statues that eventually they tore down. And they would go down there and they would spend time cleaning up the statues. You know, like they would rub them down and, you know, get get the rust or the scale off of them or whatever, right? Because they felt like if they did that, that it would show that people were invested in these. They knew something. They knew something before it was going to happen. And then people started to attack them for taking care of these statues. It was a really good show. I, you know, I loved it. I loved, I loved listening to their accents, you know, their, uh, their Cajun Creole, which are different, by the way. I loved listening to them. They were great. But I'm telling you, man, why don't you just do the Neville Brothers? You get five statues for the price of one. Or the Wild Chapatulas. I mean, those guys are interesting to look at with the headdresses and everything. Do you think somebody could do a statue of a blow dryer? Because that was really big for me in the 70s. It was a blow dryer. Are there any blow dryer statues available? So you could have like a blow dryer and the hands could be kind of like this, right? The blow dryer could be in the center. Because that was a big cultural icon. I was I was the the blow dryer. Feathered hair guy. That was me. Who wasn't in the 70s? If you're a dude, you had that. If you're if you're a woman, you had it. You had the feathered hair. You had the candies, right? Different times. Very different times. So Ghislaine Maxwell got sentenced. We're doing a little hit and run today. I'm still not convinced there was ever really a trial. I'm still not convinced that she was ever really there or even if that was her. Now, I cruised around the internet and I found proof, irrefutable proof that Ghislaine Maxwell was indeed on trial and she was indeed there. Can I show you the proof? Once I saw this, I knew I was wrong. That's proof. We're supposed to believe that this artist rendering where everybody's wearing a fucking mask 
including whoever this person is that's supposed to be Ghislaine Maxwell wearing a mask. We're supposed to believe that this is proof. Proof of life, proof of trial. I don't buy it. You know, we had almost two months worth of um, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard televised. We had Kyle Rittenhouse televised. We had George Floyd televised. But one of the biggest perps on the planet, the queen of the queen of uh, Terramar, not televised. Not one moment of televised coverage. There may be one or two pictures of her that might be her. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I think it was another show trial. We're not going to see any of the the. Uh, perp lists, right? Or the perps list. They're not, we're not going to see any of those people. They are managing this thing right out of the public's awareness. She'll go to prison. She was sentenced to 20 years. So this is the theoretical plot. She'll go to prison and I guarantee you within six months, Somebody will take her life. But they won't. Nobody will take her life. But that's that's the story we'll get. Because I don't think she's there. I think they manufactured this whole deal. I think Jeffrey Epstein is still alive. They managed to spring him from that jail pay some people off, get a stretcher, get a latex mask, which is so easy to, to make. I mean, come on. They could do, they could do a 3d model rendering of his face. There's so many pictures of his face and then they get a 3d mask and they get somebody to, uh, you know, be in the gurney. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a mannequin and they take him out. That's it. That's our proof. Of course, the cameras are down. Right? So, I think Epstein's gone. Not dead, but gone. I think Ghislaine's gone. I think they just covered the tracks on this whole thing. And now that they have a so-called verdict, they'll just sweep it under the rug. Forget about it. Down the memory hole. Oh, yeah. Remember them? There's too many powerful people involved. Too many. And, uh, you know, some of the chatter that I've read was that they have uh, more than one nest, more than one. I believe they do. There's more than one Epstein Island. Now, will they continue to use that as a honey trap? You would think that some people would learn by now, but perhaps the temptation is just too great. And then uh, they're going to succumb because now they've essentially, you know, killed the plot line. They've exterminated the narrative. How could they bring it back again? 
it's perfect in a lot of ways. They can still do what they do and now undercover because one is supposedly dead, the other is supposedly in prison. How could it happen? How could, how could they be running the same thing? All right. Is there anything else I wanted to cover today? I really wanted to, I wanted to cover the CPA thing because I think it's, I think it's pretty significant. I think it's pretty significant. Hey, you want to see what's happening in Namibia? This is my, Namib my Namibia channel. When I want to like zone out and meditate or just have some voyeuristic nature, I go to this channel right here. So this is a watering hole in Namibia. And they have different animals that come by here and drink on the water. And this camera is on 24 hours a day. Um, they have a night cam. I've seen zebras here. Uh, these creatures, whatever they are, what are they, ibex or something? They spent a fair amount of time here. A lot of birds. At night, you'll see owls here. Um, I've seen a little bit of a hassle, right? Sometimes these these uh, orn critters get into a hassle with each other. Like they do a male on male thing. You know, they butt horns. Um, I've seen some of that. See right there? Well, not quite. But these guys got something going on here. They got a beef. They have a beef. Although she could be a she, this could be a she. Maybe he's trying to impress her with his big horns. Maybe that's it. I'm still trying to understand the uh, behavior patterns of these creatures. So this is a, connected to a lodge, a wildlife lodge in Namibia. And this is on 24-7. So I subscribe to this. What's interesting is they have a chat. If I can, like, dedicate a chat. People that go here, they know each other. Like, this is one of the weird little pockets of the internet. You know, and they talk about the animals they've seen, and they get into the whole genus and classification. It's sort of a voyeuristic wildlife nerd channel. I think there's a salt block over there too. You see that? Right there. Okay. Oh, there's a lizard. See, I just love shit like this. Is that a, oh, that's a bird. It's one of the birds. I'll call for a second. Um, it must be my Chiron in Aquarius because I have a, a bit of a voyeuristic tendency with media like looking in on the animals at the watering hole so mars is an aries we know that and i got hooked into a mars aries thing i got into kind of a weird voyeuristic thing on youtube and it was people eating extremely hot chilies so they have these chili competitions something I would never do. Like, I don't mind spicy food, but I'm not going to have 50 of the hottest chilies in the world 
in about a 25 to 30 minute time span, which is what they do. So I stumbled on this because I follow this woman, this young woman who's about five foot three and she's a professional competition eater. So she does these food challenges. She's very cute. She's, she's thick built and her boyfriend is a professional eater. He's six, five, she's five, three. And she took on this challenge. They have this thing called the tube of terror. And it's put, put together by this guy named Johnny Scoville. Obviously it's not his last name, but it's these Virginia peanuts and it's an ounce and a half of them. And they're coated in the hottest pepper concoction that he could cook up. And the challenge is you have to eat the whole tube. And then once you eat the whole tube, you have 10 minutes to eat it. And then you have to wait five minutes after that. And then you can down whatever you, you need to down. Okay. So I got into some of these chili channels. It's a thing. And I found one that's fucking hilarious. It's just hilarious. And I found another that blew my mind. Okay. So how much time we have left? Let me show you the hilarious one. Cause I know you guys like to laugh. I gotta find this thing. All right, here we go. You're gonna laugh, laugh your ass off here. All right, so the, the, there are these three uh, bozos. They have they have a YouTube channel called Fat, P H A T and Spicy. Fat and Spicy. One guy is fat, and the other guy is spicy. And then the other guy is, I'm just here. <laughs> so they're going to do the tube of terror. Okay. I'm going to play you about five minutes to this. And then, and then I'm going to play you something else, which is the exact opposite of this. Okay. Hold on. Let's do this. All right, here we go. So that's fat. That's spicy. This is, I'm just there. Now they've got two tubes of terror. He's got to, they've got to do, they've got 10 minutes to consume the entire tube. Now he's going to just get down on his own tube. That doesn't sound right, but he's going to eat the whole tube. These guys are going to share one. They're going through the, um, the ingredient list. Okay. They, they've got a bunch of like shout outs and a bunch of shit at the beginning. All right. So now they're going to take the top off. Let's play. Let's play this and let's find out what happens to these um, three heat warriors. Enjoy our pain. And that would be uh, Frazier Campbell, 
Dustin Stone and quality content, even if it you know ruptures my intestines or whatever this is gonna do to me. Um, is the AC on? <laughs> no, it's it's hot. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but shout out to you guys. I, I hope we provide uh, what you guys are here to see. And also a quick shout out to uh, my buddy Mike and my buddy uh, Marty. Uh, to you guys and your family. I wish you guys could see this. That's how like, it gets here. You think it's only that? It's but. a very thick red powder on there, and uh, I feel like you can almost see. His nose is kind of itching. Oh, great! Some of the crystals, and these aren't just ordinary peanuts or whatever. These are huge. Hey, look! I'm nuts. looking at one. It looks like it's been at a nuclear power plant. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is huge. It's almost not going to fit through the bottle. Oh, uh, and real quick before we dive in, look uh, at so that thing. Here, here's the rules, real quick. So. Tube of Terror, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing, which really seems to be our motto, and especially uh, Fat over there, his motto. He really tries to take everything a little bit above and beyond. Uh, the rules are, number one, no food or drink. Number two, you have 10 minutes to finish the tube by eating only one to two peanuts at a time. Number three, you have to wait five minutes after the final peanut to complete the challenge. And so, obviously, you can't just like throw it back and, and take this as a shot. You have to eat a couple at a time, really experience the flavor and the heat, and then move on from there. Um, so they really make sure you're experiencing the most of this pain. I don't know if these are safe to eat. They look like mutant, <laughs> they look like mutant peanuts. Like I'm gonna grow a third oh arm if I eat Let's these things. The porn. I don't know if you can, you can't see it yes, now. One at a time. Can you, is it? Take it off of it or something and show it. Can you see the size of oh these my things? God, man. Shake it up a little. Oh, it's crazy. There's one monster peanut in there. It's like the Hulk of peanuts. And it does not want to come out. Look at those stinking things. Those aren't peanuts. Oh, you know what? Should we get the gloves? Oh, well, it's too late for me now. Oh, well. I haven't touched them. Look at that. Oh, that is. Look at that. Oh. That's not playing around right there. Have fun, buddy. That's why this one's. That's why this one's autographed. That's better, the better you than me. The Hulk peanut right there. This, this is payback for the no, death nut challenge when you were giving me all the big ones. That's what this is. Wait, so, napkins. Uh, one, two, three. In case if I gotta like. Oh, you're touching your eyes and it's. No, oh, I have contacts in, man, and the, it's. <laughs> all right, so yeah, I just counted 21 peanuts on mine. So uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of peanuts. So I know he showed it, but like, yeah, there's just all that red That's powder around Jeff, it. Get in For you guys on live, it's gonna be hard to see, but there's uh. We might want to tilt the laptop this way yeah. a little bit. What the heck is up with this? I got 28 peanuts. Well, you know, okay, look. To be fair, we want to switch since we're. There we go. We're, no. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna eat all 28 of them. See what I so said. So we're going by the rules. Are anything, we doing? Anything worth doing is worth overdoing. That's uh, his motto over there. Yep. Um, do it. We're doing two at a time. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Brianna and Lisa. <laughs> we got four people on there. That's pretty good. No, and I think you're, uh, somebody else was on there. Yeah. I don't see their name though. Joanna right. or something. My mom's probably on there. Yeah. All right, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. We're, we got to get, count we gotta get serious one? now. This isn't funny anymore. Got to get in the zone. We need a timer. Somebody needs to put a timer on. Yeah, Corey, so put timer. It, timer put it, is it, it's 15 minutes total, right? 10 uh, minutes to eat. 10 minutes yeah, to eat and then a five minute burn. Each. All right, so. I set your alarm for 5.25 p.m. So are you going to eat that one, Kyle? 
<laughs> no. Look at that. I'm, remember, I'm just here. You're spicy. All yeah. right. Spicy should be eating that one. All right. No more games. Ten minutes. Man, I'm sweating already. Your time started. I'm shaking. All right. Let's go. Oh. All right. Cheers. You want to? Cheers. I'm going for the big one first because I'm not playing games. This is for all you haters. 13 million Scoville, the Hulk peanut down the hatch. Let's do it. <laughs> it is straight up nasty. I really wish people could make something super hot that tastes super great. Oh, wow. Ooh, that looks like my mouth right now. I got my nose. Ooh, my nose is tingling. We, we can swallow it and then wait five minutes. No. Which we eat the whole thing? You have to eat all the peanuts and then wait five minutes. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here it comes. <laughs> Uh. <gasps> oh, of course. I'm going to my happy place. <coughs> Those are super hiccups. No, no one can hurt me here. <coughs> oh. I am like six. Kyle, don't pump those numbers up, buddy. Wait, buddy. <laughs> Is that? 
That was funny. <laughs> This guy's gonna start drooling over here. <laughs> He's gonna start praying pretty soon. This is fucking amazing. So how many did you get through, Jeff? One. Ah. Mm. <laughs> you, got half, you got just over a halfway, Jeff. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Oven working. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, he only had like four oh, peanuts. He only had like four peanuts. Here he goes, he's praying that. Look at him. He's like asking God for help. Oh my God. I okay. <laughs> the unintentional humor in that, or the intentional it's funny as hell. So I got into this um voyeuristic thing with people who eat chilies, hot foods. Okay. I found this uh, woman. Her name is the UK Chili Queen. Now, this woman is a fucking badass. Okay. She goes into all of these pepper eating contests. And her name is Shahina. Shahina. And let me let me give you a little little, little dose of Shahina. So she's going up against Johnny Scoville the guy who created the tube of terror, who's a big pepper entrepreneur. So Shahina, I want to get her on the show because this woman is pretty fucking amazing. She's kind of posh. I think she's um, Afghani and she works in finance in England. All right, check her out. Let me do the share here. We got, we got about five minutes left. I'm going to give you about five minutes of uh, Shahina. All right, check her out. So they're eating. This is a chili competition in England. This is Johnny Scoville, the guy who invented the tube of terror. And watch Shahina. And I have a little mega cross that's between 500 and 800k. So, guys, if you're ready. You can start. You can do it. Come on. Good job, Woo! Oh <laughs> Are you any good? <laughs> so begin the dialect with a zip series of pitting it on the bus. Give some of the
So I'm going to move ahead here. Like, <laughs> they are in serious pain. Let's go. Okay, can this, if you're ready, you can, you can just bite the delicious chilies. They're going to taste good. Okay, Melissa. Uh, Ten rounds of this shit. These are some of the hottest peppers in the world. Look, Johnny can barely eat Look at him. Look at him. She's a machine. Don't give up, Johnny. Come on, you're both in pain, but you you know you know what you're doing. Just reach into your skin itself and just go for it. That's it. Just focus. So she beats him. Okay. She beats him. It's like 10 fucking rounds. It's so intense. He has to get up and walk around and point some time. But he's walking around. He's trying to take his mind off the heat. All right. So she has been in 80 competitions and has never lost one. Like I'm totally fascinated by this person. Totally fascinated that she could eat copious amounts of chilies like this and never lose one freaking competition. I got to get her on the show. <clears throat> Superhuman feats. That's what we're capable of. All right. I'm out of here for today. <clears throat> Thank you for indulging with my voyeuristic tendencies <clears throat> on the media side of things. It's always uh, fun to do that. At least share it with you. Look, we live in heavy times, but you know what? I'm optimistic. Today, I'm optimistic. And tomorrow, I'll be optimistic again. Take care. Use your head in order to discern what's real. Your heart to set what's possible. I'm Robert Phoenix. Have yourself a very good day. We'll see you tomorrow.